0: We've all been binging television for the last handful of months, and we decided we got to still celebrate it because we love it. And on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the 72nd Primetime Emmy Award on episode 83 of the podcast. Cue the music. welcome everyone to the entertainment faith podcast i'm one of your hosts brandon prosek
1: and i'm another one of your hosts jessica Quaz.
0: and it was awards night um and surprisingly an awards show where it feel like we enjoyed all of the nominees is that like the first time we've ever had that happen jess
1: that's what it feels like like i feel like Every win was so deserved. Every sweep was, like, it. I am very happy with the results. There, I feel like there was no, like, weak winner, you know? Um, so, yeah, we, rec- we are recording this uh, right after the Emmys just ended an hour ago, and we just wanted to do a little recap on what it was like, what happened, the ceremony, the winners... Um, so yeah, we got, we got some stuff to talk about.
0: Definitely. And, uh, I, I'll admit I did not watch the ceremony. I was not uh, able to watch it from where I was, but I was following all the wins uh, and uh, I was so happy. Like you said, uh, cause we we've, we've talked about award show on this spot, uh, award shows on this podcast. And so often it feels like really this person didn't even get nominated. This person got snubbed. this show got snubbed, whatever it is. But yeah, um, as far as like most of the big important awards, uh, I was like, yeah, they got pretty much all these right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had just tell me yeah tell me what it was like to watch the ceremony obviously it was uh not uh with a big theater of course you know people were remote so what was it like
1: so it was really weird and is not weird because <laughs> it was remote like that had nothing to do with it the The jokes and the style of the hosting was so uncomfortable and so bizarre. Like, for instance, at the very beginning, he did this, like, weird-ass monologue, Jimmy Kimmel, where he was on stage, and they would intercut um, footage from last season of, like, all the actors and everyone in the crowd. So at first it Mm. looked like a regular, like ceremony and I was like really pissed when I saw that I was like why aren't they fucking wearing masks what is happening you guys don't need to do this but then like yeah after he said has said a few jokes he like turned to the camera and was like well just so you know I'm actually alone here and like lifted the lights and showed an empty audience and it was like this weird gag of like yeah we can't have people here haha we fooled you and that was like the start of it. Like this really weird <laughs> like pandering. Like it just didn't make any sense. Like it wasn't funny. Um, And then like the rest of the, the jokes and the bits were just like stale and weird. And they clearly did not know how to make fun of like what's going on in 2020. Like they just didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know how to make jokes about like the format. And they kept having these, like, really weird, like, like, they would, ha- like, like, these weird bits where, like, for instance, like, Jason Sudeikis came on to announce a winner, but, bef- like, so they list the nominees, as you typically do in the award ceremony, and then it's immediately, like, okay, the winner is, so, but they wouldn't do that this year, there was a lot of, like, interrupting in those moments, which was super weird, but so Jason Sudeikis comes on, he announces the nominees, and then out of nowhere, this person in a hazmat suit comes up and is like, all right, time for your test. And they, like, stick the COVID test, like, in his nose. And Lovely. then he was like, okay, well, now it's time to announce the winner. Like, what is that joke? Is that a joke? I don't think that's a joke. And then, like, yeah. another really, really weird in- incident was... Uh, Randall Pack came on to announce another thing, and he brought an alpaca as a joke? And the punchline was like, oh, you know, I just found out alpacas and humans, uh, can't transfer COVID together, so I brought mine with me. Like, what? What? It was just so strange. Like, the jokes did not make any sense, and... Like, that's what was weird about it. It's not, like, the format. It was, like, these weird trying to be funny but, like, not landing. And I I really think, like, these type of award shows like this could work. Like, the VMA showed it could work. The BET award shows showed it could work. But for this, it was, like, just out of touch. Like no, Like, they don't know how to make jokes. And yeah, there was just like, like I said, there was like these weird ass bits in between when the nominate, nominees were listed and then announcing the winner. So it was like, okay, this is not funny, and you're wasting my time. Just get to who the winner is. So the, yeah, yeah, just like the format in terms of like the host was really really strange. I did not like it. Um, and I well, think, did like, it feel like, like they were doing stuff live? No, it felt like it was like pre-recorded stuff. And so- okay, because I was
0: curious with like the nominees if they were gonna pre-record stuff or like try to do like live stuff. but I was like, then this could get messy with like messy with like connections. I know that like yeah. some people got sent cameras and whatnot, but it just I was like, I feel like this has problems written all over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well it was like the they were streaming in. So like the nominees would be like I believe streaming in. I don't know if it was pre-recorded. But like <clears throat> so but again that wasn't the issue. Like it's kind of actually nice to like see these winners and nominees like in their own home, just like v- like a very intimate look at them. Cool. But like Yeah, it was, like, everything kind of could have really worked except for, like, the writing and the comedy and Jimmy Kimmel. And I just think, like, in this post-COVID era of award shows, like, we need more creative hosts that, like, can, I don't know, like, bring a fresher perspective. It just felt like, like, enough jokes about COVID, if you're going to do a joke about COVID, it's got to be funny, and these aren't funny. It was just weird. It was it was weird. I think yeah. Jimmy Kimmel needs to retire from hosting cuz I think he's a little, <laughs> a little past his prime, is my opinion.
0: Yeah, I was wondering um as far as like what you were bringing up with uh, obviously, they were going to be joking all about it because they always do jokes about current events. And this has been, like, the main current event on everyone's mind for, you know, like, six months. And so I I don't know. I, I think part of the reason, too, like, because, like, I, I could be going to, like... Um, comedy shows that are, like, outside or, like, socially distant or, like, with masks with, like, uh, smaller crowds, but I kept wondering, I'm like, is the entire show just going to be, like, people doing COVID jokes, you know, which, like, yeah, you know, you need to be in a certain headspace to, like, take those kind of jokes, but then also, right. you know, it's still happening, so it's not like it's... You know, it'll be different in, like, a couple years from now or hopefully whenever this is, like, over, over, and then, like, we can, like, look back on it. But, like, you know, because, like, now you'll see, like, 9-11 jokes and, like, those of, you know, like, that was (laughs) almost 20 years ago, whereas, like, it's like, well, this is still happening. That'd be like if people were doing 9-11 jokes, like, while things were still burning, you know, like, it just... It's like things are still fucked up right now. Obviously, they had to address it. I'm not saying like, oh, avoid it or like there's zero humor in it. But like you said, it's like it's got to be a good joke. It's got to be something that is crafted and thought about and not just done to do it. Because like there have been other current events happening. Um, I know a lot of things are on hold, but you would just think that like maybe uh, they wouldn't drill it into the ground, because, like, we're already getting reminded of it daily.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we know. We know what's happening. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. It wasn't just, like, like a joke here or there. It was, like, constant throughout the award show, which was, like, w- w- this isn't funny. This isn't making me laugh. This isn't making me think about, like, what's happening. So, uh, yeah, so that was weird. I didn't like that. And, like, okay, so, also and obviously I'm a white woman talking about this, so take what I say with a grain of salt. They would do these, like, really weird, like, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it. It was, like, testimonials of uh, black and people of color uh, artists. So, like, Issa Rae was on, uh, America Ferrera was on, um... So, they would have these, like, segments where they, like, would, like, shoehorn in, like, oh, we believe in diversity, even though not a lot of diversity is nominated. And it was just, like, these weird, like, like I said, testimonials of, like, it's hard to be in this industry as a person of color. It's so strange. And to me, it just Mm -hmm. felt like this really weird way of, like, trying to, like, address racial issues right now, but in a way that was, like, very performative and weird, Mm -hmm. and it felt like it was just a way for the Emmys to save face. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just very strange. Like, you know, like, uh, Zendaya, like, would introduce Issa Rae. And then Issa Rae would be talking about how hard it is as, like, a black woman to get her shows made. Like, okay, yeah, and I totally respect that. But it just felt like the format of it was almost like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're just trying to kind of shoehorn this in and be like, no, Oscars are so white, but we're not. Even though a lot of white people won tonight. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, like, I'm looking through the nominees, and, like you said, like, um, it's, like, there. yes, there are some people of color who were nominated and such, but the fact that <laughs> the is trying to act like it's so different than film, it's like, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason why it'd be, like, different than film is just because there's so much more television. So, if anything, mm-hmm. you would think... It should be more diverse because there are like a bajillion channels to begin with. There's a bajillion streaming services and all those uh, services and channels have many shows, and then all of those things have many cast members who are on for anywhere from, like, one to ten years. You know, it's like, you should be more diverse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, movies, you know, there are only so many movies. Like, sure, there's tons of independent movies, but, like, for the most part, like, big movies, there's only so many that come out a year, whereas, like, television lasts for, like, years and years
1: with Mm -hmm. casts.
0: And, like I said, like, well, it's we're in, like, a real strange age for television because you know like apple and like even like once upon a time yahoo and like youtube uh premium you know like everyone wants to get in on the like the streaming game you know that uh so many more shows are being made like yeah you you should be more diverse (laughs) you should be even more diverse than Mm -hmm. you already are at the moment because you have countless opportunities that should be given to many people
1: yeah and it felt like i mean Duba, zendaya and regina king did win so that's awesome but at the same time like there was a lot of white celebration there and so to put in these weird like testimonials of people of color just felt like like Oh, don't worry. We're not racist. I don't know. It just, it it kind of bothered me. It kind of felt, like I said, performative and like weird and almost like, like, I don't want to say unnecessary because like these stories should be told, but it just felt like this is, this is weird. Like, I don't know why you guys are doing this other than to like save your own face, but whatever, whatever. So but
0: let's now that's uh, that's some of the things that you weren't as happy with, but uh, mm-hmm. obviously, we were happy with a lot of the winners. Uh, so yes. you want to move on to some yes. of that?
1: Let's move on to the positivity because, yeah, the like I said, like the show itself was weird as hell, but the winners were amazing. So <laughs> let's, let's start with the comedy category which was fucking swept by Schitt's Creek. And I am so happy about it. So we had (laughs) a female comedic lead, Catherine O'Hara, a male comedic lead, Eugene Levy, which also, by the way, go look up photos and videos of Dan Levy in the background watching his dad win. It is so sweet. Like, he is just so over the moon and happy. It's like the, it's so precious. Um, and then we had outstanding, outstanding director in a comedy, Schitt's Creek, uh, supporting male in the comedy, Dan Levy. And, and his, (laughs) his speech was so sweet. And like, Dan just seemed so happy and gracious. Like all of them did. It was so sweet. And then best supporting comedy actress, Annie Murphy, which was honestly, like, who I was rooting for, but I did not think she was going to win. So happy she did. Um, And she also just seemed, like, so happy and shocked. Like, and then they also won Best Comedy Series. And that, for me, was, like, such a positive light because you could tell they were, like, all so happy for each other. They didn't expect it. And it was... Um, besides Eugene and Katherine O'Hara, they had been nominated before, but didn't win. I don't know if Schitt's Creek was nominated before for best comedy. Um, so this was a big deal. It was like a really big deal for them. And, um, especially because this was their last season, this would be the last chance for them to win an Emmy. And it was just mm-hmm. really, really great that they got honored in such a big way. It's the sweep we fucking deserve, y'all. Like, this is it. <laughs>
0: this is Yeah, it. I mean, yeah, we, we've talked about it. Uh, you know, go listen to some of our top tens of the tens. Um, we had many of these actors that we mentioned and actresses, but also, like, the show itself. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a show that uh, has, like, it, it, it felt like it came out of nowhere, even though it was, like, years ago. But I, I remember when, you know, uh, an ex kind of was watching it. You know, what's what's this? And she's like, oh, it's Shits Creek. And I'm like, what is it? And, like, I saw some episodes. I thought they were funny, but I was like, yeah, I'll have to go watch that sometime. Maybe, like, once it's banked a couple seasons, I'll, like, be able to binge it. And then all of a sudden, like, it felt like it just grew, 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 grew to where, like, everyone was talking about it. Everyone loved it. And mm-hmm. I finally, uh, like, within the last year or so, uh, sat and watched, um, I believe it was five or six seasons. It was all the seasons except for the most current one. Cause I think that one's not on Netflix or at least it wasn't when I was watching it. Um, and yeah, it's like, of course this should not only have been, uh, given all the nominations it was given, but like all the wins, I like look at some of the other nominees and like, see that other things could have been given it, but I'm like, mm, I think shits Creek, deserves it um, because Mm -hmm. it's just, like, all over pop uh, pop culture right now. It's just, like, everywhere. Um, It seems like, you know, it's a show that hasn't had any, like, problematic things. It seems pretty, uh, you know, progressive in a lot of things, but then also just hilarious and heart, uh, has a lot of heart. And so, yeah, when you were texting me some of the updates and I was, like, kind of, hopping on and and checking in to see who was winning i was so glad to see uh i was like katherine o'hara is like a must win and so is like dan levy but then i kept thinking i was like well so is eugene levy and so is Andy murphy like so is the show like everyone (laughs) should just get it and i feel like it's a show that almost everyone loves except for you know there's every show is gonna have haters but like It's like like a Parks and Rec, or like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know, where it seems like everyone who watches it loves it, and, um,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: just, um, I can't wait to see what a lot of these people do after this show, and what uh, Dan Levy does, for sure, after this show.
1: Yeah, it, honestly, like, it, the show felt like, almost like the little engine that could, you know, when they were first um, broadcast in the US, they were on pop TV. Who the fuck watches pop TV? I don't know. Um, (laughs) I think no one knew what
0: it was until this show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, truly. And then it got this like bigger second life on Netflix where more people were watching it. And then from there, it became regarded as one of the best comedies in the decade. So it's it's just really sweet and special that, like, they got celebrated in a way that they deserved. Especially because, like, the the growth of the show and the production. So, yeah. I, honestly, I'm just so happy about it. Like, I think it's totally deserved. And, again, just a great, amazing way to celebrate the end of the show is for them to get what they deserved. So, I was Definitely. extremely happy with it. I... I still am. they just deserve it. And again, like <laughs> they all just seemed like so sweet and supportive and so happy and so shocked too. It was just it was just a very amazing s- to see like their reactions to winning. So that was definitely probably the biggest highlight of the night for me. yeah, um,
0: i i I'm so happy for this show. I mean, like we. Uh, uh, my partner and I am always, are always quoting it. Like, we love just doing that if something's a little gross, we're just like, mm, ew, David. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yes>. know? <laughs> and just, fold the cheese, David. Fold the cheese. Fold you the know,
1: cheese. Just, oh, my God, that's iconic. <laughs> iconic. Uh, and we,
0: it, we love quoting it, and um, I can't wait to see the final season, and I'm probably going to rewatch it at some point.
1: Yeah, I think like I emotionally cannot bring myself to watch the last season because I just <laughs> don't want it. I don't want to say goodbye. Like I'm not ready for that. I'm just not. I'm just not.
0: <laughs> You're I, like I me with your Eye would, like, where I'm still like seasons behind because <laughs> I'm not ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm not. I'm not ready to say goodbye. It's too much. I've heard the ending <laughs> is amazing, and I'm sure it is. But for me. I am not emotionally capable of saying goodbye to it. So <laughs> one of these days. Um, so you wanna move on to other categories? Definitely. Okay, so just like some short shorter categories we'll touch on. Um, Best Talk Show went to Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Um nice. and I watch clips of it. I don't watch it like religiously, but it is a show that gives intense news that's comedic and digestible. And it's probably like the most unique talk show on the air right now. So I think that that was very much deserved. Um, Mm -hmm. um, RuPaul's drag race won best competition show, which is amazing in my book. Um, (laughs) Uh, Zendaya won for best actress in a drama. I have not seen Euphoria yet. I keep hearing I need to, but she is the youngest to win an Emmy. So good for her girl. Um, so let's get to the, uh, the mini limited series portion where Watchmen fucking owned it um as as expected (laughs) as expected the only loss that they had that i was kind of salty about was uh jeremy irons was up for best supporting actor in a limited series and his performance in that is so weird and evil and complex so like for me i was Mm -hmm. like oh he's got to fucking win like Come on.
0: He did not.
1: Uh, Mark Ruffalo won for a show that I can't remember the name of and uh, never seen. But okay. Um, So, you know, who doesn't love Mark Ruffalo? But still, Jeremy Irons deserved it, in my opinion. Um, (laughs) But I'm not bitter. Um, And then... Watchmen won. Here we go. Best writing uh, for a miniseries. And they won for the episode um, without giving too many spoilers away. Because if you're listening, you haven't seen Watchmen. You got to fucking watch it, like right now. Um, yeah,
0: it's only nine episodes.
1: <laughs> it's only nine episodes and it's beautiful television. Um, they. Sorry. They won best writing for limited series for the, the episode that was in black and white uh, with the nostalgia mm-hmm. pill, which honestly was like one of the most incredible episodes in terms of writing, like m- yeah. maybe in the last decade. So that was like fucking deserved. Like that episode was beautiful.
0: Yeah, well, uh, what I have to say, and I'm not a super, like, Watchmen junkie, I did read the graphic novel after I saw the show. Like, I had seen the movie, and I knew known the story, but, like, yeah, that episode in particular, without spoiling it, they took a character that's kind of in the background that, like, you've seen, and gave it, like, this whole new origin story but then also connected it with the current story and it was just like yeah this all seems to make sense but then also uh I feel like as far as like the like it didn't it did what like most adaptations would should do which is like if you're not gonna adapt something like identical like just make sure it's like in the spirit of it and like it feels Mm -hmm. like that show really got Watchmen and I remember listening to a podcast with the showrunner and he said like that was like his biggest goal was to hopefully show that like he gets the graphic novel but then also like expand upon it um and yeah it just that episode I had no idea it would go the places it went and Mm -hmm. yeah it was amazing
1: yeah it was very complex and a lot of character growth and exploration like it 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 deserved best writing for sure um mm-hmm. another place that it got robbed was it lost best directing um it won to oh. unorthodox which i have not seen yet but i hear is really good but i'm still a little salty because i think the <laughs> directing at watchman was it. Yaha Abdul-Mateen, one for Best Supporting Actor, which is completely deserved. His performance is beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then our fucking queen, Regina King, one for <laughs> the lead. Uh, fuck yeah. Um, I would have been happy with Kerry Washington and Little Fires Everywhere, because that was also amazing. But Watchmen was elevated, by Regina King's performance. Like, it's incredible. She deserved to win, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And and then it won Best Limited Series. And also, Which, it was really... I
0: was Sorry. just going to say, like, no, I haven't seen any of the other shows, but, like, I have without a doubt that this show was probably better than those other ones. Mm-hmm. Not that they didn't deserve nominations, but, like... Watchmen was just incredible and you don't need to see, you don't need to read the graphic novel. You don't need to see the movie. Like, sure. You could probably be enriched by that stuff, but it's just such good television and so relevant to like 2019, you know, um, to like things that are still happening now. Um, it was so creative, great in the adaptation, great in the performances, the twists, um, there's action. Like it just like, w- w- what more do you want? Like it has everything <laughs> in nine yeah. episodes.
1: Yeah. You should definitely go watch it. Like Brandon said, even if you know nothing about Watchmen, like that's okay. It-, it will still all make sense. And honestly, it's like one of the best pieces of television we've gotten in recent years. Um, but another Absolutely. thing that was really sweet was when they won, um, best limited series, They dedicated the award to the Tulsa Massacre victims, which is really amazing. Um, If you watch the show, you'll know. But uh, if not, watch the show, so you'll know. And I also feel like what's really interesting about Watchmen winning so many things is that the wins are a big deal because it's not like a typical awards show. Like, you know, like it's not one you would think would... Be hell. I mean, it's very well done, but it just doesn't, like, it's a superhero, dark, kind of funky, kind of weird show. It's not one that you would think would be winning awards. So I think that that's yeah. really amazing.
0: Definitely. I agree. I mean, I think that's where, and, you know, we've talked about it when it comes to, like, Oscars and stuff, too, it, I think that like a lot of award things in the past see uh, comic book adaptations, they just throw it into the, ah, superhero category, mm-hmm. and like they just think it's for kids. And it's like, no, if you really look at comic books in general and then adaptations of them... Like, there's some of the best storytelling. It's, to me, it's just as good as, like, books, you know. It's, Mm. like, graphic. The reason why, like, it was called a graphic novel is because, like, it's not just, like, some comic book, you know. It's, uh, like, Watchmen and then the show itself. It's, like, they speak on a lot of... Political and societal, and just like world topics that are extremely relevant. And just because people are in like masks and capes and all that stuff, doesn't mean. That they don't have as much to say as other shows that don't have those things, you know, mm-hmm. like sure. there are shows like Arrow and Flash, and like those shows, maybe I understand why they're not nominated for best stuff and they're just fun shows. But like this was something different. This was like high class, high budget, you know, like HBO did it, you know um so well. The showrunners handled it so well. and like they knew, That, like, there's something special here, Um, and also the fact that they could have easily done more seasons, like, maybe jump forward in time or back in time, whatever, but, like, right now in time, it seems like this is going to be the only season uh, of it, and uh, I'd be happy with that because it was... So it's such a satisfying story. Uh, When I binged it in like a week or two, I was like, oh, my God, like this was so well done.
1: Mm -hmm. And I would say, too, like I totally agree with you. And there's so much complexity in the show and so much that can be related to now and everything going on. So I'm really glad like the Emmy Academy didn't just like dismiss it because it was like, well, it's just people in masks and superheroes. Like it's way more than that. And so I'm very glad it was celebrated for what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like we talked, uh, I'm sure we talked about at one point, you know, like early seasons of Game of Thrones, I'm pretty sure they're just like, ah, it's just a show with swords and tits, and it's just like, no, there's some stuff on there that it's like one of the greatest shows ever, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 it can be fantasy, it can be horror, it can be uh, comic book adaptation, it could be whatever, it's like if it's just done well, that should be all that matters, it's not the method or or it's not the like subject that it's on that should matter.
1: Mhm. Okay, so but, I want to yeah. say two more things about the ceremony itself. Um so they did the the, you know, typical in memoriam part of the award show and it was really mm-hmm. beautiful. It was really well done. But I had such a hard time watching it because I just kept forgetting, like, how many people died because there's so much shit in 2020, it's easy mm-hmm. to forget. So I was, like, getting really emotional because I would see, like, you know, Naya Rivera pop up and then Fred Willard pop up and, like, James Lipton. And I'd be like, oh, my God, that's right. All these people have died. It's, like, it was really hard. Actually, it was really hard to watch. And, like, I, not to sound heartless, don't typically get, like, a big emotional reaction from those because, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm a heartless bitch. I don't know. But like this one especially. No, it's because
0: you've you've heard the news of their death when it happens and then when the award show comes around, it's not as hard. But like this, you know, at a time where we're thrown constant bad news like all year long, Mm -hmm. you're forgetting about celebrity stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was like a really hard watch, but it was beautiful and yeah, it's just like so much shit happened in 2020 that I forgot. Like, oh my god, yeah, that's right. He died. Um, so moving on to a completely different topic. Uh here we go. Tyler Perry was awarded the Honorable Governor's Award, which is like the Cecil B. DeMille Award for the Emmys. And Okay. Um, so it's basically, like, this honorary award celebrating all the ground-breaking work he's done for television. And I'm like, um, have y'all seen any of Tyler Perry's shows on television? Because I wouldn't say they're the most, uh, culturally relevant, nor leave a cultural impact. But, you know, what do I know? Um, it was weird. Like, it was really weird. Like, yes... He's carved his own way and has done so much for like black representation on TV. But like really? Tyler Perry? I don't know. That I to find I just found that very strange that mm-hmm. he would get this like prestigious award when you have people like like I would even say like Ryan Murphy. He's been doing a lot for representation and he turns out T V like nobody's business. Or, like, Norman Lear, he's still alive, and he had, like, a massive impact on how TV is now. So, yeah, I don't like Tyler Perry myself, but I was almost, like, borderline offended that they gave him an honorary award, because I was like, what, his TV shows are, like, literal soap operas. Has he, has, whatever, whatever. Maybe I'm sounding, sounding like a bitch, but it was just weird.
0: No, I don't think you are. I think it it rings a little odd to me more so because, you know, I I just checked and he's only, you know, uh, by... 50-51 Fifty fifty one, and so it's like you said there's other people who have been in the industry whether it's longer or you know have done more things and it's like you'd think that they would get recognition first and then like maybe in the next mm-hmm. few to five to ten years you know like maybe when he's done more things because I'm sure he's producing more content that it's like oh, then he can get honored. you know it just it seems a little strange and I'm not saying like always give it to the oldest person but like mm-hmm. it just there's a reason why you could wait is cuz like he's still you know only 50 and he's still probably going to be doing plenty of work whereas like other people have done a lot a lot longer but yeah eh, and interesting I, I, and choice
1: just, <laughs> very interesting and I just I don't feel like his work in television has made some sort of like you know groundbreaking uh, cultural impact. I mean, I've never watched any of his shows, but by the trailers, it is like high octane soap opera, wild, wild times, and it's like, well, that's we've had that forever. I don't know if you're adding anything new to the table again, and not to take away from his accomplishments or what he's done for like you know, bringing people of color in movies and TV. But when it comes to TV specifically, it's like him, okay. That was weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just felt that that was like a very strange choice, and I wasn't like, like stoked that he got an honorary award. But whatever, whatever.
0: Yeah, but uh, shall we move on to the section of drama now?
1: Yeah, or the section of succession. 'Cause they had a lot of wins. Um so Jeremy Strong won for best lead actor in a drama and I am stoked. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm so happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. He definitely, uh, his character in season two went through the ringer. And so he had to show many different sides and, Mm -hmm. um, from where he started to where he went to, you know, I think he played it really well. And I think he, he's, I think he's going to kind of hit a a different stride in his career where he's going to start being in more things. You know, he is in the upcoming Sorkin Netflix movie that's going to be coming out in um, about a month. Uh, he's, yeah, he's going to be in that, which like we joke, or uh, we've said how like secession is very, uh, Sorkin And so now I want to see him with Sorkin dialogue, you know, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, well-deserved for that, that spot. And like so many of the actors on that show could have been, uh, well, they were so many were nominated. Um, it was just like Shit's Creek where I was like, well, is Secession just going to sweep the drama acting and then Shit's Greed's going to sweep the comedy acting? (laughs) Because these are, like, the best shows on TV.
1: Yeah, I would have been completely fine with that. (laughs) Like, no issue. (laughs) But, yes, on that note, um, I was bitter because um, Tom McFadden, Culkin, and the guy who plays Greg, whose actual name I can't remember... (laughs) were all nominated... Who plays Greg? Who plays Greg? Well, to call him Greg, because he's probably Greg in real life. Um, they were <laughs> all nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama, and honestly, the three of them give performances, like, top echelon performances. So, And there were three of them nominated in Category 5, so like, I was like, at least one of them has to win. But... No, it went to Billy Crudup. He won for The Morning Show, which is a show that literally I have no one that I know watches it. But, okay, okay. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I was a little bitter about that because, like, we had three really strong contenders and it went to him. Whatever. And then... <laughs>
0: we, like, like, were on the show... <laughs>
1: Right, like we did, the succession in three. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was disappointing because I think like all three of them fucking deserved it. I mean, they all. And again, I haven't seen morning show because you know no one really has. Um, so maybe he is amazing. It's like on like it. Apple, I, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's on Apple TV, which I do have, but it's just never interested me. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um and then Sarah Schnook was nominated for best actress in a drama and I was I really really wanted her to win. Um but she lost to the girl in Ozark. And nah. Nah, just nah. <laughs> Not nah <to> of that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've heard good things about Ozark, but yeah. uh yeah. Um, I think Secession is just one of those shows that um, it, there's no weak performance, really, when it comes to, like, the main family and a lot of the main characters. Like, it's just, like, a master class of acting. So even mm-hmm. if you don't find this story interesting, like, just watch it for all the performances.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I think, God, they all just deserve so much fucking recognition. It's just, like it's an ensemble that everyone brings something to the table and it's incredible. Um, so yeah, didn't, those guys didn't win. Bummer, but it did win outstanding drama series. So it won best drama. That's what matters. Cause it's the fucking best. Um, (laughs) also fun fact, when they were announcing the nominees, I didn't realize the Mandalorian was nominated
0: yeah, I almost forgot about that too. I still haven't seen the first season. Um, I know the second oh season's coming. i'm I'm uh, yeah, I'm considering uh, you know, getting a hold of Disney plus just so I can kind of binge that. But, um, out of the drama nominees, I was very happy with most of these, you know, uh, I did see the latest season of better call Saul loved it. You know, that show has been incredible the entire time, uh, which feels like the show has been going on forever, even though it's only five seasons. Um, uh, I've heard good things about Ozark heard great things about handmaid's tale and the crown and killing eve and the mandalorian and then just recently watched the latest season of stranger things and so it was crazy to see you know (laughs) um if if you look at all of the places it's like hbo netflix 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 disney plus hulu bbc america amc so it's like (laughs) streaming services (laughs) are just like taking over um which we knew this already but like you know there's obviously nothing from abc nbc fox any of that it's Mm -hmm. just like all like the you know uh the fact that netflix had three um hulu had one hbo had one disney plus even had one in one of its first shows it's it's just crazy um to see where we've come
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah, there was a really good mixture of the nominations for uh, Best Drama Series. I- I'm, like, honestly really surprised Mandalorian was because going back to Watchmen, like, that's not typically, like, a show you would think would be up for awards, which is really
0: mm-hmm.
1: great, I, I think. Um, so yeah, that was exciting that they had a nomination and even more exciting that Succession won, so I'm real happy. Um. Yeah. yeah. But like, I'm happy with the big winners: Succession, Watchmen, Schitt's Creek. I, I, I just am.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. You know, looking through all the nominees, you, you know, and and there's, you know, we were talking about it with Watchmen, um, and Mandalorian. But like, if you look at a lot of the nominees, like, um you know marvelous miss Maisel isn't like a typical comedy it's kind of like a period piece that has a lot of drama in it uh, i haven't seen what we do in the shadows but obviously that's like more fantastical um uh, handmaid's tale is kind of like a you know a, a dystopian different world and then mandalorian like we said stranger things and so it's like seeing all these things that aren't typical is really great to see because mm-hmm. we talked about it with the Oscars, you know, back when um, we were really wanting uh, get out to be nominated, even though people were hesitant to, cause it was a horror. It's like, no good content can happen from all genres. It's just the execution of the genre. It's not um, like, I think sci-fi things like the Mandalorian, You know, should be recognized if they are the best. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think people, you know, because like they've been doing Star Trek for decades, um, different forms, they've been doing. Um, so many things that um, when, you know, Star Wars was doing like a live action, it's like, oh, shit, this is going to be crazy if it's done well. And all the things that they did with like the LED screen technology opposed to green screens, I think it can open up a new world for these types of shows to be done on a TV budget. You know, we mm-hmm. look- Game of Thrones and Stranger Things, like these are TV shows that have movie uh level budgets and quality that I think, you know, that TV is just <laughs> crushing it right now when it comes to these things.
1: Yeah. And even like smaller, lesser known shows like Rami, like they're being nominated and um it's just, yeah, this year was really nice because the pool of nominations were so different and diverse in terms of like, what the show is itself. And, like, you know, other awards, especially the Oscars, it's, like, you can easily predict, like, okay, a period piece, uh, an intense drama, we're gonna, like, we're gonna get all, like, you know, like, the bubble, like, the boxes it's gonna fill. Whereas this year Mm -hmm. with the Emmys, it was, like, yeah, kind of all over the place. Like, if it's good quality, it was, like, there, which is really cool. And I hope that that, like does something to the future of awards where people actually like are getting the awards they deserve because that's i mean that's the whole fucking point you know
0: (laughs) absolutely so yeah i'm real excited um with a lot of these shows you know it's it's gonna be real curious come next year because you know there's only so many new things being worked on and such you know with covid but um It's glad to see that, like, hopefully this trend continues where, like, shows that are not only uh, have big audiences, but are also critically acclaimed, um, can get awards recognition. It's not just things that check those boxes.
1: One thing I will say was a lot of the speeches um, had really amazing messages uh, that were not, like, too controversial or too political, but just, like, Powerful and subtle, in which they were saying, like, they are talking about fighting for what's good, a lot of messages about voting, division in the country, respecting diversity, wearing a mask, treating people well, go voting, and I truly enjoyed that, like, because it wasn't, like, shoved down your throat, it was just very subtle, like, ag- an acknowledgement of, like, we are very close to the election, And on that note, I know we do not get political on this podcast, but I got to say the election's coming up. We're less than 50 days away, only a few weeks. Um, And I would encourage everyone listening to make sure you're registered to vote because they have been purging voters. So if you go to headcount.org and type in your information, they will let you know if you are registered to vote. Um, so make sure to go do that. Make sure to register and make sure that you vote, even if, you know, I'm not, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but your voice counts and we need more voices. So again, headcount.org will tell you if you are still registered and yeah, just be prepared. We need you. We need everyone.
0: Definitely. Like you said, we, we don't get political, but you know, these are crazy times as we all mm-hmm. know. And, uh, yeah. Um, things need to change hopefully for the better. Uh, so yeah, please do that. Um, you know, it is a thing that I think a lot of us take, uh, for granted and also just, you know, like, uh, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, you can say that, but also it's like, why not do it? And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. why not just do it and then, you, you know, nothing if you if the person you vote for doesn't win, you know, it happens, but like just do it, <laughs>
1: yeah. And we will put some uh links in the show notes, just like uh headcount, vote save America, just things that like you can make sure you are registered. It's not too late to register in a lot of states, um, so yeah, please go check that out if you're unsure of what's going on with your status. And again, I'm not trying to tell you who to vote for um but i think it's important we get as many voices out there as possible um so yeah i'll stop talking politics now
0: that's all right um yeah uh i agree with what you said and yeah we're like you said we're gonna be putting those links in the show notes but uh um Please, uh, if you want to continue uh, checking out our content, um, as far as uh, we're going to be picking back up on our Mission Impossible watch along with movies four, five and six on the next episode, you can go and check that out. Uh, we are entertainment buffet on YouTube. Um, podcast is available pretty much any place. Podcasts are available. Um, so yeah, entertainment buffet podcast, entertainment buffet on YouTube. We'd really appreciate some subscribes and likes and shares and all the things that would help support us.
1: Yeah. And where can they find you on the socials? Brandon,
0: Oh, if they want to find me in the socials, they can find me at Brandon Prosek on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And for me, I am at JessQuaz, J-E-S-S-K-W-A-Z-Z, on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. I'm still Twitching. I'm Twitching away. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at video games, so you can follow me and laugh at how messy I am. It's, it's a good time.
0: Uh... <laughs> Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for following along with the Emmys with us, and we will see you next time.
1: Bye.